This podcast contains a couple of naughty words. You have been warned. The whole top of your feed is... Uh, blank. What the hell was that? What? <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was me saying the word blank. Bitrate. Who's going to curate the Netflix of podcasts? Hey, Mark Stedman at Podium. Hey, Brendan Hutchins of the Podcast Advocate Network. And hey, Aaron Wong from downtown, or nobody asked for this, or what do you want to be introduced from? I should have asked you first. Just from life, man. Hey, Aaron Wong from life. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, perfect. Nailed it. Life. Don't talk to me about life. <laughs> ah, so uh, we have uh, some follow-up on uh, podcasts. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, listen to some new ones. Yes, absolutely. We had some mutual homework. Um, I went uh, spelunking in the archives of um, The Incomparable. Okay, great. I was uh, sadly unable to find the text adventure. I think they oh, no. have been removed from the feed. They're available on the web, but they've been removed from the feed. And I'm, I'm, I can only imagine they've been put on another feed, but I can't find what the feed is. I, I just listened to them also in preparation, and uh, they're in Overcast. How strange! Yeah, very, very strange. But okay, so you listened to Inconceivable. Yeah, um, I've already got history as 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 uh, have uh, priors as having liked that. Uh, mm-hmm. Show uh, and I still do, and uh, I I very much like the, uh, the the feuding families, which has nothing to do with a popular TV game show. Yes, uh, that kind of stuff. I mean, some of the, some of the, the the topics are not uh, things I know about, but you know, you, you just got to enjoy that, uh, enjoy the gay banter, um, and yes. uh, it's it's it, there's lots of it, and it's it's fun and uh, irreverent, and it's a it's it's a good it's a good listen um i like a panel show what can i say and then did you check out uh, sleepover i did um i i listened to the um the first uh, of the new season which uh is is interesting so there's the the story of of these three people which are each bringing a problem um to a, a hotel in vancouver and the uh, first one was this um multi or well, certainly millionaire 40 year old millionaire and i thought it was interesting because i think it walked the line really of trying to let you understand a little bit about his motivations and and what drives him but also kind of not getting you to feel too sorry for him because he's a 40 something millionaire um Mm -hmm. some of the presentation style i find a little bit odd but that's probably something that i would just settle into i don't know what what did you think yeah i listened as well uh so it kind of actually kind of funny. Similarly, uh, I had problems with this feed um, in Overcast. Ev- all the episodes are labeled as the same date, oh, oh. so I didn't, I couldn't tell which one came out first, and so I just listened to a couple from the top. Uh, but I don't know if they're necessarily new or old. There weren't any dates in it, so it was all right. Um, I mean, it, I, I I see where Dan uh, ha- you know has this view of of uh, like human interaction and trying to understand the fellow person and, and, and betterment and that kind of stuff that the human interaction was fun. Uh, I, I appreciate that they're trying to solve problems. Um, I listened to one where um, there was a, an older lady who was disabled and there was a, a, a younger guy, um, I think a, a teenager or whatever. And the, his teenager, the, the teenager had a grandpa that had cancer or something and they ended up like she was looking for love, and so they ended up skyping him and trying to, to hook the, the two of them up. So it was kind of cute. Um, things I didn't really care for is the actually what you kind of hinted at was the radio format. Uh, I like I like podcasts, not not really radio programs. It definitely had that radio feel of the 
kind of the the way the the music came in and and what the sound you know bumpers were like and, and everything like that uh the intro and outro music really uh irritated me so overall it, was, it wasn't something i was going to stick with but i can see the appeal for others Aaron, did you have a chance to listen to Sleepover? Yeah, uh, I started it. I started with whatever the most recent episode is. I think it's about um, Canadian indigenous people and uh, a, a, a center that, um, you know, helps um, adopted uh, children find their cultural identity. And man, on paper, that sounds like, uh, you know, a golden rainbow liberal paradise of a podcast. <laughs> But I, I, I really have to admit, it really uh, didn't grab me. Mm-hmm. The idea sounds super cool, and I don't, I don't know if it was like the, the how the how the storytelling went, or if the fact that you know these are really complete strangers and and uh, everyone's uh, you know shy when they meet strangers or, mm. or or have some sort of affectation that like mm-hmm. I just really felt like. Um, I just felt really w- w- walled off from it. I felt like. Uh, I, I, it was, it almost, uh, filled me with like a pseudo anxiety of like, Oh God, I don't want to make these everybody just, can we just like, it's fine. It's fine. Just keep And then, (laughs) and then it wasn't fine by the end of the, Oh no. By the end of the episode. (laughs) Yeah. Ultimately I think I was left. Yeah. I was left wanting more and, and Mm -hmm. it, it, it wasn't really offered Uh, great idea. And I think sometimes, and I, I know I've, I've had this as well with, Sometimes you you pre-produce and you think this is going to be inc- this is going to work so well. Uh, the ideas are brilliant, and I know the people are interesting. And then you come to actually do the recording, and it just doesn't quite happen. Um, and and yeah. you know you're you're then left with well, we've got the audio. I mean, we've invested in taking the time to do it, so we've got to put it out. Right. But it's right. not exactly compelling, yep. which is a which is a shame. And I think that's that's always just going to be the luck of the draw. Yeah. So you ready for a new recommendation? I'm ready for this, man. I'm at- awesome. Okay. <laughs> So I got, I got, I'm, I'm debating between two. So I'm going to let you pick. Do you want a uh, fiction podcast or um, a, 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 a lighthearted science podcast to replace We Have Concerns? Well, I, I'm going to make a guess. Would the lighthearted science podcast be presented by an Australian? No. Okay. So it's not, it's not science versus. Um, no, it is not. Mm, I think I'd like to balance out with some more fiction and, uh, I think that's something that I'd like to see more of. So let's let's go fiction. Uh, I just want to say that giving these recommendations every week has given me a new ear while listening to podcasts because I'm kind of listening with that in mind of, you know, is this something that I would recommend? Is this mm-hmm. specifically to Mark or to anybody who's listening to this show? And uh, so I, I've been having a lot of fun with that. WWML, what would Mark like? <laughs> exactly. Um, so... I was recommended this podcast by my friend Erica, um, and it is a fiction podcast set in space, and it has reminded me a lot of um, Mission to Zix, although it's scripted instead of improvised, and another podcast that I cannot recall right now, but it's called We Fix Space Junk. Have you heard of this? No, I have not. Awesome. Uh, Their first season is out now. Right now, they're putting out little... um, um, little diary uh, episodes that are just kind of short and fun. But the premise is there's a woman who runs a spaceship 
that uh, she is like the mechanic of space. And so she like goes around, she has job to job kind of thing where she goes and fixes lights and other, you know, AC and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and sometimes she delivers cargo. Oh, it's a little bit like, um, like Firefire slash Serenity, that kind of, that kind of feel a little bit. Um, although it's a, a lot smaller cast. And uh, and then she, so she gets a job to deliver a package. Package happens to have a human in it, and you know hijinks go from there. So uh, it was it's it was a really fun first season. Um, they're working on the second season now, and I am very curious to see what you think. I am curious to check it out. Awesome. So Aaron, we decided to have you on to talk about uh, the new Google Podcasts app. Since you are uh, using Android and have been using the app a little bit, you sent me a little uh, mini rant about it, which was hilarious. Boy, it's real bad. <laughs> I don't have an Android phone, so I uh, I haven't been able to use it yet. But Mark, uh, yours came in as well. You were you able to use it? Yeah, absolutely. I've got. A, I, I, I'm I am an iPhone person, but like just because I feel like there's the that they're currently the best but not unassailable uh but i i managed to pick up a phone which i'm really really happy with which was is the um huawei mate uh something and um it's it's the light version uh of the phone and it, i mean it's it's really light it's got a fingerprint sensor on the back and you know what i can always get into the phone i can always obviously when my hands are dry i can always get into the phone which mm, anyway um I uh, no, and so I've been using a, a bunch of um, of Android apps because the phone I had before was was old and clunky, and you know your experience when you're trying to evaluate uh, other apps is often so tied to the phone. So I wanted to make sure I had something that was snappy. That makes sense. And so you know the the I think the Google apps, the uh, Google Podcast app, it's a start, and um, that's probably the best thing you can say about it. But I'm keen to hear what uh, what Aaron has to say. What really bugs me about this whole, the whole format is, I, I don't, I, I guess sort of where we are in the whole UI world, uh, if I'm using that term correctly, is like Netflix came in and totally changed the game, right? Mm. Like the way you find content, the way content is is marketed towards you, it, it it was never easier to find something to to just like turn on and shut off your brain, right? Right. The problem is... Everyone on earth has picked up that format and it doesn't work for me on a phone. On a phone, I have very limited space and I need a lot of important information to be one touch away. And holy cow, it is not. Um, when So when you open the app, even when you have your subscriptions, it, your subscriptions only take up about half of your screen before uh, new episodes for you. And then, and then basically the rest of this, which is what I have such a hard time with, which is uh, top podcasts, trending podcasts, podcasts in certain genres. We think you'd like this. We think you'd like this. We think you'd like this. And I don't know how many more times I have to say no to Joe Rogan's podcast before yeah. <laughs> everyone on earth understands that that's not something I want to do. Mm -hmm. So either... We really need the algorithms to, boy, just really laser in on crazy shit that only I would like. Or, please, for the love of God, stop. <laughs> like, give me the whole page and let me swipe left or right to find Discover in my podcast or my page or something like that. Like, stop 
bombarding me. Now for me, uh, someone who's relatively new to, to podcasting, like it is insanely overwhelming. There is so much content mm. and it's, it's good in a way because like I have no idea where to go, which means that like the marketing machine hasn't really gotten into my brain and told me what's good and what's not. I can discover that for myself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm very, very lost because I don't, I don't know what the hits are, you know? Yeah. Like I don't have a greatest hits album to tell me what, <laughs> to what record mm-hmm. to go back and get the deep cuts on, you know? Yeah. Because for me personally, how I find most of my podcasts is, um, I, uh, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. Uh, mm-hmm. that's probably my main source of content. And most of my podcasts are YouTube channel companions oh nice nice okay and so like it it, for me podcasting it's a really good way to extend to to go out into different directions the 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 content i'm already kind of in love with and Mm -hmm. found and the fact is google knows that about you yeah google knows that the the podcasts that you're subscribed to it's almost like it owns the system by which you subscribe to those uh youtube channels and so that data is available and when you sign up to Google Podcasts, if I remember right. Well, I think it just all happens on your Android anyway. You're in with your Google account. So they've got that information. I thought I'd just recommend Joe Rogan because we listened to one episode for our podcast. <laughs> and uh, it was just like, you know, remember when like TiVo first came out? I think Pat Oswald had a bit about this where he, like you record one show about hor- uh, about a, a Western and then all of a sudden like you wake up the next day and there's 400 shows about horses <laughs> on your on your TV and you're like, no, what? Come on. So now now I want to get into the, the Netflix categories of um, compelling true crime dramas hosted by husky voiced women with a lisp, you know, like <laughs> can get into that really nice niche area that's how deep a cut i want if the algorithm's going to analyze all my stuff you know if you're going to make a deal with the data devil then at least give us <laughs> give give us the goods so on a previous episode we talked about how uh google podcast coming to uh android was going to bring up to four times the uh, amount of users and, mm. and listeners um that ios ha- already has like and 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 how would that affect you know, listenership and and all that kind of stuff and i i was trying to think about that four times the users of ios and i was i was questioning a little bit considering how many android users could actually use the the latest podcast app like you mark you had to go out and buy a new android phone because your old one from the, the drawer wouldn't run it and so i was thinking like how and 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 it's Apple's line all the time. I'm I'm in the Apple ecosystem and in their bubble and everything. Apple's line in the keynote is always like, "Oh, you're the all the Google phones are on older versions." And yeah, the the you know what's the market share of? And I, I was curious what the market share of the latest operating system that would be able to run Google Podcasts would be. And so I did the math. I went to uh, developer.android.com and they have in their dashboard section they have. Uh, a layout of of how many active users are using each of the different uh, operating versions, and I also went to the the Play Store online to see what version um, the podcast app needs to run. I think it was four point one or four point two, one of those two. And I, so I did the math, and it turns out it's about ninety eight percent of active users are on phones that would run Google Podcasts. So uh, that. But four times seems to be pretty accurate. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, Android 
4.4, I think, uh, Android KitKat, I think it was 2014 when that came out. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I bought uh, a new device knowing that it wasn't, because the, the latest version of the operating system isn't uh, out yet, I don't think, Android P. Um, I know it's been announced, but I can't remember if, it, if it's been out yet. Uh, and mm. obviously my, my phone certainly doesn't have it. But um, I also was aware that I think the podcast app is actually more built into the operating system uh, because it goes mm. straight from the browser. I think my, my understanding of the listing in the Play Store is that it's basically um, a little bit like what Apple do if you delete an app from your if you quote unquote mm-hmm. delete an app, uh, a built-in app from your home screen. So if you went and um, tried to delete the mail app, um, you would be able to get it back from the app store, even though all it's actually doing is just saying, stop hiding the app. Um, and I think that is um, Google's play with with podcasts. So it was it was already in the operating system anyway, uh, from KitKat onwards, which is, yeah, I mean, the, the adoption on that is, is that's, that's really good. Um, and I, 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 I really do think that the fairly seamless integration that they have from being able to search for a podcast in your browser, which is how humans find things. Um, and then being able to hit a play button is perfect. Like that, that's what you want. Um, you know, you want to make that a uh, fairly seamless transition. And I think that they do that. It doesn't help power users, but power users will probably want to pay for an app and, uh, uh, you know, that, that helps them, really curate what they're listening to but for the right. for the people who just want to get their friend or their mum or whatever to listen to their podcast or you know the, the podium hosts a lot of um church podcasts and there's there's lots of people who deliver sermons and so uh for for people all around the you know the US uh which mainly where where these are um to be able to just subscribe to a sermon from their local church great for them because that is a really super simple way of them being able to do that without having to jump through a bunch of hoops. Yeah. Well, speaking as Aaron was uh, about Netflix uh, and, and podcasting, um, there's a, an article by Fast Company, which is then sort of referenced by Birchtree about uh, we we don't need a Netflix for podcasts and, and that it's more like this site only works in IE6, uh, mm-hmm. which is... Um, Absolutely, the the siloing of of content, um, mm-hmm. and you know, I read that straight away, and and that makes me think of some of the the organisations that we've talked about previously, uh, that um, that call podcasts podcasts, and then have their own proprietary apps, and blah, right. blah, blah, you know, let's not rehash that. Um, but that's kind of you know what what that makes me think of, and um, I found this because uh, of a tweet. Uh, from the venerable Marco Arment, mm-hmm. who was, uh, you know, basically decrying that no one needs a middleman. Um, and while I agree with the things behind his sentiments, yes. uh, I also think that the, an idea of a Netflix for podcasting is not the worst thing in the world. Right. Because discovery is not just about um, can my obscure podcast get more listeners? It's also about can we broaden the listening habits of audiences and get them access to more interesting things? Because the amount of conversations I have where I've learned something uh, or had an emotional experience through a podcast that I then impart to someone who isn't a podcast listener, and I know that their lives would be enriched by listening to the podcast is, you know, that that happens a lot. And so the, the more that we make this stuff even more accessible and don't just throw out, here's everything. What do you want to hear? It's like, well, when my choice is everything, I have no idea where to start. Um, and so something that's much more curated, I think there is something about that. And whether that means a middleman, I don't know. Uh, I am a bajillion percent in favor of that. <laughs> uh, like, 
I think for a lot of people that are very deep down the rabbit hole, like my man Brandon, yes, I think that podcasting is a challenge of finding that sort of hidden gem that only you know about, and then you get to spread that gospel. Yeah, um, and having having uh, a sort of agreed upon, uh, everybody knows that this is great, um, and not not just popular, but like rewarding, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which is which would be a much better use of of uh, the algorithm for me. And, and to be clear, when I, when I'm bagging on the Netflix model, it's more just the, it, it's more the interface than it is. Like, I, I do think Netflix for podcasts is, is a really great idea because I don't know where to go. Yeah. Where do I go? Like that's, that's really tough for me. So like some vetted trusted podcasts would be really great. Uh, you know, I just don't know how Joe Rogan keeps topping the charts <laughs> on all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it really is just his scary pot leaf head face all <laughs> over my app. <laughs> yeah. So when, when you first shared this with me, I was trying to think of how we wanted Bitrate to be um, a focus on the culture of podcasts. And I was trying to to think of this topic in, in relation to that how, would that. how would that work together? And so I was trying to figure out, okay, what first of all, what is a podcast? Uh, second, what is it to be Netflix? And then third, what is it to be the Netflix of podcasts? So, a, you know, a podcast is a, a distributed open audio program of some sort. And I think partially my, my definition of what Netflix is, or the, the way I think about Netflix is different than, than others probably do, I'm guessing. Uh, I kind of think of them as a distributed production studio of amazing video content. Mm. Uh, I... On, on when I'm watching Netflix, I'm pretty much only watching their original shows anymore. Um, and they just make great content happen, either themselves or they hire others to make great content. And in that sense, there is completely room for a Netflix of podcast and some company making amazing audio content. Uh, but I realize that Netflix is is a walled garden, and and I I know that some companies are trying to do that kind of Netflix approach like Stitcher or Audible where they have original content. It's behind a paywall. And um, from what I understand, from what I see in the community of podcasting, those shows are much less um, listened to. And it's it's profitable enough for those companies to do what they want to do. But for the most part, they don't they don't have the viral aspect to them. They don't have a, as much of a reach. They're harder to get to. They're harder to find. And I, I, I haven't subscribed to, I mean, actually I'm, I am subscribed to audible um, at different times. I don't, don't know if I currently have it right now. I've never been subscribed to stitcher. I have a coupon code for like a free trial for stitcher for like a couple months or something. And there are podcasts on stitcher that I would like to listen to, but I haven't signed up because I just don't want to have to go into that specific app because it's horrible and use that. And, 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 and I want to be able to listen my way. I want to be able to use either overcast or banter or, or however I'm listening to it in the moment. And in that respect, I completely agree with Marco. Um, the, the way that and and also with a lot of the the users that he was uh, <laughs> curating uh, retweets from, is that um, the the system that we have now is of user choice. It's it's um, democratic in that anybody with a microphone and a computer or even just a cell phone can record something and put it out. And there's 
not necessarily a huge problem that a Netflix for podcasts would solve outside of what you were saying, Aaron, with Discovery. In the Apple world, Discovery is usually less of a problem for the initial jump in because the Apple top charts are where most people go to find their initial batch of podcasts. And then they start doing more deep dives and just searching and stuff. It sounds like Google Podcasts doesn't have that set up very well yet, apparently. And um, it'll be interesting to see if they they do something like that that makes it um, uh, a little bit easier to jump in for for somebody like for somebody like you. But Aaron, would if if there was a Netflix for podcasts, if it was a a walled garden where you'd have to pay five dollars a month, ten dollars a month to find a curated list of audio programs that you can pretty much be assured that any of them are good as long as it's a topic that you like. Would that be something that you would pay for? This sounds to me more like a blue apron of podcasts <laughs> than really a, <laughs> like, a, you know, tailor-made, tailor-made podcast just for me. Blue apron, um, a better way to pod. <laughs> yes. uh, I'll be honest, man. It's to me, part of the reason I think podcasting is appealing is because it is a very for the people grassroots boots on the floor type of podcast i i i I very rarely listen to a podcast that is so insanely produced and polished and i'm like wow Mm -hmm. that was part of a corporate media machine Mm -hmm. um and i i don't it it's very counterintuitive to me to 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 pay for a podcast because like it's just an idea man it's not even a full i'm not i don't even look at anything it's just a voice in my head as i you know drive to work like Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know that I don't know that anyone has a powerful enough message for me to support it with money. Uh, not that that's a bad thing and not that those ideas don't exist, but like just my gut visceral reaction is like, no, I'm not going to fucking pay for a podcast. Are you kidding me? They're free. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere. However, if, if the media being produced was strong enough, mm-hmm. yeah, it could probably change my mind on that. Mm-hmm. For me, the, it's the, it's that curation and, uh, you know something that that Spotify is doing incredibly well. As much as we've, you know, we sort of had our, had our disagreements or, or whatever. One of the the things that Spotify does very well, uh, and they advertise on, is their Discover Weekly thing, mm-hmm. and that's purely algorithmic, right? And far from perfect, but sometimes you will find some absolute gems in there that you would not have found anywhere else. And it's those experiences. I know that there's a podcast that somewhere out there, there is the one, there is a podcast that I already absolutely love. I just haven't found it yet. Just like, just yep. like Michael Buble said, I just haven't met you yet. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, sorry. About I that. love that, Paul. <laughs> Thank you. Um, a, a system that, um, which is, I guess what an app like, is it good is trying to do, but that's just, mm-hmm. a, I, I don't like the brand. Uh, but yeah. something that, that mixes a bit of human knowledge, uh, a bit of curation and a bit of serendipity uh, and put, mm. packages those together in a cross-platform app um, that is really nice to use, feels good um, and lets me, you know, inter- interact maybe with the podcasters. Like this is all stuff that is, completely doable all i want is more people making great audio to choose from and an easy way to find it try it subscribe to it rate it share it and dismiss it if i don't like it that's all boom brendan's bullet list i mean that was probably my biggest complaint on uh, 
on the Google Podcast app was like, it, it just doesn't feel easy. It doesn't feel easy mm-hmm. to get to the content that I want. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to have to 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 search. I want I I just want to push once and just start. Just go. Just get to the thing. Can we start, please? Uh, so uh, I've got a I've got a busy weekend coming up. Um, but uh, more importantly, uh, I want to know first off, um, Aaron, what are you up to? Where can people find you? Should you wish, as Paul F. Tompkins says, to be found? <laughs> uh, I have a defunct Twitter at Normal. I promise. I've I haven't logged on in years. <laughs> Otherwise, just listen to Brendan's stuff, man. He's the one. He's the Aww. one in the game. Like he's the one doing the stuff. Uh, <laughs> if you want to check out my band, my band is Downtown uh, at downtownasaband.com. And um, oh, I'm also on a, a comedy podcast called The Holler Podcast. We're a little defunct right now because we all got super busy, but I think we're going to start up again soon. Called Holler Presents. Oh God, I think that's right. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a link in the show. Or there is a link in the show notes. <laughs> uh, Mark, what is going on with you this weekend? What is going on, indeed? Uh, I am putting on a two-day podcasting festival in my home city of Birmingham, Ooh, the town from Peaky Blinders. That's right. <laughs> so yes, uh, we are. We've got nine uh, awesome podcasts that are coming together um, over sort of two evenings of shows and. It's going to be really fun, and I've just taken delivery of of hopefully everything I need uh, to actually make it happen. So uh, I'm going to be lugging all of that stuff over to a cinema on Saturday, and um, we're going to watch the England semi final. I think um, <laughs> football, <laughs> the next bit of the football, uh, and yep. then uh, and then we're going to make podcasts. We're going to make sweet sweet podcasts. So um, that's awesome. If if you're interested in hearing what Birmingham sounds like. Uh, then uh, brumpodfest.com and uh, that stuff will be it will be podcast hopefully by the time you listen to our next episode nice hey listeners in more upcoming news about bitrate itself after the next episode we're going to take another break this might be for a bit longer than the last one We'll still be around on Twitter. I am at the pod playlist. Mark is at I am Stedman, and both of us are at BitratePod. We will talk to you next week with a special guest, and then enjoy a summer break together. In the immortal words of Mike Burkett from NoFX, the People's Revolution is going to be a podcast. Bitrate is produced and presented by Brandon Hutchins and Mark Stedman. Find links and show notes at bitratepod.com. Many thanks to Aaron Wong for rocking the mic. Next week, the season finale. This podcast is produced by Podient. To find out more, visit podiantproductions.com.